Hello and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. I am joined, as seemingly always, by the sniggerbot that is Conrad E.J. Gonsalves. It's me again! I bet, I bet they were expecting someone else. I bet they were. Who do you think they were expecting? Conrad E. Gonsalves. Oh, I don't like him. Yeah, he's a... He's one of he's them. nasty. He smells as well. He does. To be fair, you do as well. Only if I haven't changed my bag. <laughs> so, I was talking to someone yesterday. Would that be Spoons? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, it was someone, it was someone that I've known longer than I've known you. Oh, okay. Dave? Yes. And he says, you're off to a war and conquest event. I'm meant to be going. Because yes. he was saying he's going to a war and conquest, the same war and conquest event. Uh, I have, I have precluded that if the situation doesn't change on the job front, I will not be going though. Oh. Where is it? Oh, you're getting... Oh, I don't know. It's, uh... When is it? February sometime. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, War and Conquest event, my two oldest friends going to be there. Oh, I see what you're saying. And I could meander along. Not play, obviously. Uh, it is... February sometime... <laughs> Desperately trying to find the email from Jen. This is great radio. It's excellent. <laughs> this is this is what you know. This is what it's all about. You searching your email. But anyway, yes, I'll let you know. Okay, because you can't find it, can you? <laughs> no. So yeah, so no, so I was talking to Dave yesterday because it was his birthday, and so I went and saw him. And I no longer own a epic squat army. <laughs> but Dave now owns an epic squat army. I wonder how that happened. I don't know. Well, back in the back in the day when we used to play epic and epic second edition, um. Dave had squats, and I you was, get cream for that. <laughs> I was oh, like squats. Sorry, I was talking, and you, it's not normally a queen. It's not cream. A queen. Queen. A queen. A queen. <laughs> a cream. It's a liquid. I, mean, I was. Ta- I was. I was talking with Dave the other week, and um, I was. We were. Ta- I was saying that I was playing epic again, and I was asking whether he still had his squats, and he said no. That, that some some house move. Over the past twenty years, they just disappeared. And I'd tried the squats out, and I thought I hadn't really got on with them. So I thought, you know, I'll kill two birds with one stone. His birthday's coming up. I shall give him the squats as a present. So he now rather <laughs> than give him the squats as a present. Yeah, well, I might have done. I mean, we did go out. We did go out for a meal. But I hear you drunk as well. No. Oh, I thought I saw on the uh, on your Facebook post that you may have. Partaking of uh, a drink? Nope. You misread my Facebook. Oh, okay. That's had, very uh, easy to do. You know. I had the Diet Cokes. Uh, okay. <laughs> we did go to the pub, but I drank Diet Coke. 
It's the fact. 27th and 28th there, I've told you. Pinged it in the... 27th? Oh, I can't do it then. And Music it is in Schwinden. Music and you? Why, what am I doing that day? On the 28th, you're going to a Malifaux event at Wayland. Am I? Yes. You're going to fall down. Uh, not fall down, snow down. I might not be going to that one then. What one? Snow down. But you said you would. <laughs> I can't keep up with all the dates. Get a bloody diary. <laughs> I have one, but well, I don't put anything in it. it. Anyway. Oh, I'm disappointed in you now. Why? Because I haven't been... I'm not going to... Oh, I didn't go to what, all of them last year, did I? No, I might have done, actually. No, you didn't. Did I miss one last year as well? Yeah. And you were late for one. No, that was miscommunication. You were the only person that was miscommunicated with then. Yeah, well... At least the... Uh, it got sorted out, that communication. <laughs> so the I post, saw, post TO uh Roundup of what went good and what went bad and everything. Yeah, you, you had a moan, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, you're in my ear all bloody day, going. Oh, you didn't communicate with me properly. <laughs> didn't even get me a phone call from you saying, "Where are you, Gonzalves?" Like you normally do. <laughs> well, you know, I worry that a you've died. Or be that you're just asleep. Well, if I've died, I'll leave a message. I'll change the message on my uh, phone. Excellent. I'm sorry. Conrad has died. <laughs> Please leave a message for the afterlife. Yes. P.S. No, you can't have my, his stuff. Mike's getting it. <laughs> anyway, you're talking to Dave. Yeah. So I was talking. No. So I was talking. I was talking to Dave. It was brilliant because we were just. I'm going to get him. To, I'm going to get him to come on the show because he plays games that we just don't play. Um, he's playing a lot of um, historicals, but historicals that we, not the sort of historicals we're playing. So um, he's doing, he's playing a lot of black powder stuff. Oh, okay. What, from the Warlord type stuff? Yeah. Or? Yeah. He's actually using the Warlord rules. Um, and he's been playing um... Chain of Command? Is that the Two Fat Lardies one? <sighs> He's been... I, th I think it's Chain of Command. It's it's the Two Fat Lardies one. Is it, is it Chain of... No, I'm sure it's Chain of Command. I'm sure you're right. Okay. Is it, is it Chain of Command? Two Fat Lardies, yes. It is yeah, so tomorrow. that's the one. So he says that he he says that's brilliant. Says it's absolutely awesome. I, I've heard um, my friend Dave, who's also going to that uh, War and Conquest event. Um, this is different Dave. Dave too. Yeah. Yes. Not not Ginger Dave. Do uh, they know each other? Uh, yes, they do because they. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Um, he. Also plays Chain of Command. He plays Bolt Action, and he said, if you think Bolt Action's good, Chain of Command is better. Where does he play Chain of Command? 
probably down at the... No, Dave lives in East, in Dagenham. Oh, okay. <laughs> he plays it at the somewhere Dartfordish club. Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he play at Tainlong? Uh, because um, ever since I've known Dave, his missus goes to bingo on a Sunday. Oh, okay, I'm just just reiterating our pre- our previous conversation. <laughs> oh, very clever. That's good, isn't it? He uh, was. He has been down a few times. I've been years. down a few times, and I've he's been, probably been he's I, probably been down as many times as you. I live in Norfolk. <laughs> I've played Lord of the Rings against him. I've played Warhammer Ancients against him. And that's all I can remember. Sure, the club. I played him at something, but I can't remember what. But many years ago, possibly fantasy, even maybe. Anyway, yes. So, so yeah. So, so I was talking to I was talking to Dave, and because um, he's in the process of writing his own World War One rule set, or has written his own World War One rule set. World War One. World War One. Um, though he's having some panic attacks about it because he was he was playing a playtest game with it, and um, his opponent just didn't have fun with it at all. Because oh. it was, it was, well, it was just one of those, it was one of those games where, um, World War, in World, if you play, if you're into playing World War One games, um, if you're the attacker, it can be very, very difficult for you. Because basically, it involves you running forward quite a lot and getting mown down by machine guns. Yes, I can see that. Um, now I've only played a couple of World War One games. Uh, there was a Games Workshop rule set called The Great War. That was the Warhammer historical was, ones, was it? Yeah, it was based. It was basically based on forty k. Um, so I played that a couple of times with Dave, and it didn't. It, it really didn't do anything for me because it is moving forward and getting ah my my heavy machine gun will now roll many dice and oh look you take all your men off, which historically I suppose is actually quite accurate. Um, but it didn't satisfy me as a gaming experience, shall we say? But you know, Dave's Dave's into it, and there's a, there's a group of people who are on. There's there's some lovely figure ranges out for it. Um, Renegade makes some really nice World War One troops. They're uh, US based, aren't they? Renegade, are they? No, they're UK. Oh, okay. But anyway, so but then Dave, so Dave has been playing Chain of Command because he, you know, he likes playing um, those sorts of games. And so I said to him, had he played Iron Cross? Um, given that we'd talked about it previously. And uh, he said he, he hadn't heard of it. And I, so I pointed him in um, Great Escape's general direction and said, you know, have a look at this. And so he, he was going to go and off and look, he was going to go off and look at that. And then I came home and I looked at my Twitter feed and then there was loads of pictures of you playing yet another game of Iron Cross. <laughs> um, and shooting up some poor defenseless Chinese mammal with your bazookas. Was it? Yeah. You were said you were shooting a panda. Oh yeah, that was a predictive text failure, wasn't it? <laughs> well, actually it wasn't a failure because predictive predictive text worked, but uh clearly my inability to look at <laughs> what as you, you ver- as you as you ver- invariably do on social media and not actually read what you've typed. Uh yeah, and I got cajoled accordingly. 
cajoled, harangued. Harangued, even, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so... I Harangue but, a tank. But, but, then, but then you and Nick were saying that this was the best... You know, you were saying this is possibly the best game you've ever played. Which I thought was a pretty bold statement. And I know we talked about Iron Cross a little bit um, a few shows back. But to say this is possibly the best game you've ever played is, after, what, a few weeks, is a pretty <laughs> bold statement. I've had about four games of it. Um, and I thought long and hard before I actually made that comment as well. And I thought, no, I think this is justified. Uh, and what made me think even more about it was the fact that what could you use this rule set for in other, could you apply this rule set to be used in other genres uh, and other ways? Um, and it probably could, you know, uh, and uh, based on that, I thought, well, I think I'm justified in saying that this is, this is a pretty damn good rule set. Um, it gave the flavour of the, the battle. It gave the flavour of the period. Um, the slow ducking and hiding and weaving and slow, um, you know, the, the effect of sort of pseudo pinning on troops as you're trying to get Vi for position um, and trying to do stuff on the battlefield. It was all there. Some of it was <laughs> some of it was terrible dice rolling, but that's that's the that's the game. That's a any game. Um, but we both, and I said this to Nick via um, WhatsApp. I said I think this is probably one of the best game systems that we've ever played, and he agreed with me, which was I was pleasantly surprised with as well, because we'd sort of gone and. Well, I'd gone and bought this rule set on the premise that I could get my 15 mil Flames of War stuff out and get some use out of the figures again. So, whenever you take on a new rule set, especially one where you don't know too much about how it works, there is always a little bit of trepidation, you know, and you look at the simplicity of the rule set as well, and you think, okay, you know, these can be good, these can be bad sort of thing. But then having played a couple of the games, having played one or two full games now, we've played one of the scenarios properly all the way through to it to finish. I just can't wait to play again, you know. I've... When you go away and you start thinking about the game and you can't start thinking about moments in the game and you start thinking about the feelings you were having in moments of the game, sometimes about going to the toilet, though. Um, uh, and then I started to think about, well, well, how can I change my force composition to, to make it a little bit more flexible and, and, and try and cope with the stuff that he's throwing at me? And, and all of that started to happen. And, again, that was... Uh, that's, you know, that's that's a feature of you've had enjoyment out of something, you know, and then you've you've gone away and it's made you think about stuff. And I've really enjoyed the game. Um, I think it would work well at twenty eight mil. I said to Nick, you know, we could play this with using bolt action figures, twenty eight mil figures in a um, 
in a built-up area, you could do uh, close close combat. You know, CBT or whatever it's called. CB, no, CBT, CBQ, whatever whatever it, the term is. Um, and you could have essentially doing like airsofting type stuff. You know, like we we have done, where you've got a small selection of troops trying to ha- trying to clear buildings, and it would probably work quite well. But um, a lot of it comes from the love of the period of of the tape, you know, the the setting of World War Two, the battlefield. Yeah, no, that, yeah, but, but if that was the case, though, then you would have the love for bolt action, or you would have the love for um, flames of war. Yeah, I mean, we've enjoyed the bolt action, but I can see that so going. What make, what, so, what makes Iron Cross? What's tickling? What, what's Iron Cross doing that's tickling you that Bolt Action isn't doing? It's it's probably the rule set itself. The 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 way that it's not necessarily a you go I go game. It is a game where you can react to what your opponent's doing, and you don't necessarily have to react to exactly what he's doing but you can react in such a way to start setting up something else later on when you've actually got the initiative during the turn to move stuff you know or to threaten somewhere else i love that i really really like that so he declares an action he's going to sh- he's going to move and shoot at and that's what he says you have an opportunity to react uh, you can fail that reaction. You use one of your command tokens, so you're, you're um, do, using resource that you've got, which could be used for other stuff. Um, potentially to to react to what he's doing, so you're trying to put some markers on him on that unit that's about to move and shoot to stop him actually doing it, or you could be moving into position somewhere else on the board to try and get to an objective or try and put some pressure on another flank. And it, it's that beauty and that simplicity and that elegance which I really enjoy. And then you have your number of resources, your command tokens. You can react two units and say, right, actually, I'm going to give the initiative to you and see what you do for a bit. You don't have to move all your stuff. You can hold tokens back to see, to react to your opponent having a go. Um, and then this added element of reaction... Um, if you roll a six when you react to an opponent's um, move, you seize the initiative. So even though you've succeeded in reacting, your opponent does his move as well, but then the initiative automatically goes to you. You have to do at least one thing when you when you uh, seize the initiative, but you could just say, I'm just going to move this unit and shoot this unit, and then it's back to you sort of thing. But there is, there is this vying of... The, the control element, you know, you do, it's not I move all my army. It's, I'll, I'll move a bit of it here and I'll see what you're doing over it. And it helps with the whole sort of narrative and the unfolding of the game. It's really, really clever. Okay. And there's no complexity of sort of looking up tables to find out what this, that, this sort of weapon does, this sort of gun does. And it's, they've sort of stripped it back to make it quite simple and, and quite easy. And it's, there's a lot of single dice rolls or, D, you know, single D10 to sort of hit, but eventually all those hits add up. Okay, and so... 
so it's I'm just trying to formulate my thoughts. <laughs> so it's the raw. So it's not actually the period that's it's twinging for you. It's the period the, was the the period was probably always going to twing for us. You know, as soon as you put the stuff out on the table and you've, you've made the little roads and the fields and the, you've put the walls around the buildings and the bocage and everything, you're, in, you're instantly there anyway, you know, like, like any good table. The what? What's bocage? Uh, very, very high bushes. They were, they were used in France. Uh, they're very difficult to cross, even for vehicles. Okay. But yes, but the rules have added an extra element to the game. Okay. And we've got we've got other scenarios to play. You know, right, and, so what have you really, played so far? We've we've essentially played the, the first scenario which is meeting engagement. But even that has its own little um its own little it, it's not just line up your armies in in front of each other. You have to keep you can you deploy up to three quarters of your forces uh, on the tabletop, the rest are held in reserve, and they come on from turn three onwards. The game length is seven turns plus a random operation length, which basically means if you roll a four up, you get you play an eighth turn. Is that on uh, D six or D? That's on a D six, yeah, right. yeah. Um, and you have two objectives. Well, they recommend. Four objectives for a game up to a thousand points per side. We've been playing with 500 points, so we've just had two objectives. So you've got this element. You've got the element of the objectives on the board. You've got the element of trying to break your army. Each force's break point is two thirds of its total break point value. Um, and then you've got the game itself as well, you know. Uh, there's another scenario is escalating engagement. And capture and breakthrough. Those are the four scenarios that you get in the book. And I haven't even read them. But I'm guessing from the titles you can more or less get the idea of what those scenarios are going to be. I've just seen, sorry, I'm distracted because I've just seen that we've lost another musician. Oh no. Glenn Fry. What, from, uh... From the Eagles. Hmm. Well, they said that things happen in threes. Yeah, that's four. Oh, I suppose, yeah, and Mr. Rickman as well. Yeah. And how old was Mr. Fry? 67. Uh, Rheumatoid arthritis, colitis, and pneumonia. He co-wrote Hotel California. Yeah. There you go. Um, I'm hoping to get Nick on the show at some point. Um, but I, think he's... I think that'd be very good. I'd be interested to hear you talk. To you talk about. I mean, how many? What sort of figure size are you guys playing? I mean, you had you you know you had your your panzer. <laughs> My panda. Your panda. Was it a panda car? Yes, it was. With a big gun on it. So I had. I think I had 11 infantry units. I've got my list here in front of me, actually. 11 infantry detachments. So those are the little uh, rectangular bases of, of infantry. 
Uh, one of those is a command. Yeah. I had two machine gun teams, two mortar teams. I had an eight red, eight red, which is a, uh, an, a scout car, basically. And I had two Panzer three N's. So... So you were the Nazis, then? I was the Germans, yes. You were the Nazis? No, you were the Nazis. Okay, I was, yes. But I discovered a lot just playing that game. Okay. And what was what was uh, Nick using? He was using... So mine, mine is run by a General Klinkerhofen, and... Uh, and uh, his adversary from many, many battles is Winter, Major Winter. Winter, Major Winter, but obviously taken straight from uh, Band of Brothers. Okay. US Airborne. All right. Okay. So what's, that, what's the future for the game, do you think? I mean, not in terms of you playing it, but in where... Um, Great Escape are going to take it. Um, they could probably expand the lists a little bit. Um, just make them make the lists a little bit granular. To not no not granular. Expand the list to incorporate a few more things. You know, like types of guns out there. But at the moment, you can. Well, I've got a Pack Thirty Eight, for instance, which is an anti-tank gun, and I, I'm using it as a Pack Forty. Just for a pointing and breakpoint value, um, just so that you can get the figure on the table as such. Do you, but, do you lose points if you haven't painted them correctly, if they're in the wrong colours? If I was playing you, no. Okay. Maybe from other people, I don't know. No, you're <laughs> saying, you know, you've got a pack 38, but you're going to use it as a pack 40, and there was a sort of little reticence in your voice about that you were using it as the wrong thing. The pack 40 is a bit more powerful, so. Oh. There's a gun, so. But um, yeah, that's one thing they could do. Uh, they could do something like aircrafts, but I don't think it needs it. Um, that's about it at the moment. Probably extra missions as well. Possibly even sort of campaigny type or linked missions, you know. Okay. Um. But yeah, I, th- I think at the moment it's. Uh, I can't see myself getting tired of it at the moment. Okay, and I suppose this, this is a very hard question for you to answer. Do you think that it has got longevity in it, given that the market is crowded with World War Two rules? Um, I don't know. Uh, if you look at any of Great Escape Games products. How are they doing? You know, Dead Man's Hand. Uh, yeah, rules but Dead of Engagement. Man's, you see, Dead Man's Hand is different, though, isn't it? Because there's rules not- of Engagement, isn't it? It's a World War Two game that they do. Mm, I suppose. Um, I I don't know what the following is like. You know, from an event scene or, or uh, you know, getting together a group of players to to play some games type scene uh, I don't know but I mean if I do end up going to the Welsh Open this year one of the things I've said to, to Nick is Popping I think I might CM. try hey? Popping and see Stuart I might be saying to Stu Stu do you fancy a game on the, on the Friday night 
Well, you'll be in his neck of the woods, won't you? Well, yes, exactly right. <laughs> okay, cool. So I hope there is some uh, future for the game, because I think it definitely is worth it. Right, and will, I suppose, will you go back to Bolt Action at all? Or is that... Is uh, it- absolutely. Bolt Action is a different game. Um, it's um, Even though you could use Iron Cross at a platoon level, you know, as, as a 28mm figure level. Yeah. Um, bolt action, we still want to explore and, and have some fun okay. with as well, because it's a completely different game. Um, it's quite interesting to see how how there is a lot more rules with something like bolt action compared to Iron Cross. And it may be that we end up saying, well, actually, we prefer Iron Cross. Okay. And what about Flames of War? Flames of War, I lost interest in that shortly after. At the end of first edition, and then when second edition came out, I did the wonderful thing of swapping the rules, because um, who are the guys who do Flames of War? Battlefront. Battlefront. They had this give your old rule book in, Get a. You got the player book, didn't you? Yeah, which is really, I think it's really good. I thought it was an excellent idea, yes. And I mean, I didn't play it, obviously, but. But I, when I read the rules, not enough had changed for it. And also, it meant uh, uh, an investment in new material because one of the things they did was in a typical GW esque fashion, because obviously. Battlefront yeah. is has got G- GW connections. Um, was that they started to republish and rehash their force books? Um, one thing I have learned this year, this this week or late last week, was that Warlord had made an announcement that Bolt Action V two will be coming out in September 2016. Oh, I missed that. I mean, I'm not, hardly surprising. I missed it though. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not. So it's not a scene that I follow at all. So that was kind of interesting um, in that we've got in at a time when the game from a previous edition is just about to go through a new iteration. Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. The figures won't change. It Potentially the rules may change a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? I mean... Uh... You know, a Panzer three is a Panzer three. Yeah. But Even if it's made out of Lego. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, just before I finish, I did hear about a very interesting. It's not really, I know, it's not really related at all. Um, I did hear about a very interesting um, Wings of War campaign that a group were playing. Wings of War. Yeah. That's, that's what it's called, isn't it? The World War One fighter game that yes, um, yeah. X-Wing's based on. Um, they were So they were playing this campaign, and apparently there's some point system. You get points for winning games in Winds of War. And um, each month was basically the first person to... Si- when, the, when someone got to 600 points, that month ended. Okay, that sounds clever. Um, and then you wouldn't move on to the next one. No, the, but the really clever bit is what you could use. So they started in um, 1914, whatever the relevant month is, September, if I remember rightly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then they move forward. And you could only use the planes that were available at that time, historically. Okay, yep. Which meant that you have periods where if you're playing Germans, for example, you will win every game. Because, you know, they, they just bought out a new, pla- you know, they bought out a, a Fokker or something, and it was just much, much better plane than anything that the Allies could put in the sky. Yeah. And then... Fuck a wolf! At some, at some point, you know, a camel would come out and replace the spad or something. And then, um, you know, then the Allies would start... If you're an Ally player, you'd start winning all the games. So, the big... Big thing for me is, are they using the card or are they using the real models? Are they using models? Yeah. I mean, I, I got the original Wings of War before it went to... Did it go to FFG? I think it's it FFG. And they just started to bring the models out, and I thought, if I go down this line, I'm going to end up... Poor? Uh... Poor, yeah. <laughs> so I never did. Um, but I, the game was just... World War I dogfighting is just a great idea anyway, you know? Yes. Uh, yes. Even I could get into World War One dogfighting. And they did bring out a world ace, something aces, wasn't it? They brought out a, a World War Two, yeah, a World War Two version as well. Yeah, it's not quite the same, is it? Because your planes are getting too good. No, well, World War One is just is where it is. <laughs> but I, but I thought the idea that it didn't matter that you knew maybe going into a game that you were just going to get your ass kicked because. You knew in a couple of months' time, or a couple of game sessions' time, it would be you who was doing the kicking, because you would have the better planes. I just found that was an interesting thing that a gaming group would play like that. And you're playing. Oh, there's always a chance that you may not. You know, you may. Yeah, you might get be able to pull off oh, an upset. I've, I've just gone to wingsofwar.org and I'm looking at. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Some of the pictures of these things. But yeah, so I, I, I thought that was interesting. The other interesting thing that happened the other, to me the other day um, is I had a message from someone um, saying that they'd been in a game store that the players um, don't play... Ma- they're, they're not Malifaux players. Um, they're not Fool's Daily listeners. Obviously, there's something wrong with them. <laughs> and they were talking about going to DAFCON. Oh wow! And had, had one of them was saying, "Have you heard about this this show in Cardiff called Dafcon, where they're playing all these other games?" So word is starting to get out. That's good, but how are the, the the tickets are doing well anyway, aren't they? The tickets are do, the tickets are doing all right. We've sold all the VIP tickets. Um, there's still plenty of tickets left for the other days. Um. I'd like to sell basically. I'd like to sell twenty-five more places for each of the other three for each of the three days, um, which would give us seventy-five people a day, um, which I think it would be a very cool number to have. More merrier, fine, but I think seventy-five would be lovely. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's going all right, and I'm getting my head around it all, and. Um, I think I, at the moment, I'm in a positive frame of mind about it, which means that there must be a, oh, it's all going to go horribly wrong just around the corner. We do need to go and see Rob at some point now as well. We do. I actually have a plan for this. 
I have a plan. I'm going to speak to Andy, who is the guy in charge of events and things this week. I'm going to give him a bell. But I have a plan. And are you going to are you going to Gert, foe? Not that I'm aware of it at the moment. Because ah. so I'm going to I'm going to Gert, foe, which is in Bristol at the beginning of March. So what I thought I would do is that I would go down to Cardiff on the Friday. Um, go to Firestorm, see Rob, sort everything out that needed still sorting out, then drive back um, to Bristol on the Friday night, stay in Bristol the Friday night, play Gertfell on the Saturday, and then go home on the uh, Saturday night. Sounds good. Yeah, because then I can combine both things, because it's only, what, it's only an hour from Bristol to Cardiff, so... I thought that that's what I might do. Okay. I'll bring you with me. You'll need to get away anyway. I know what you like. <coughs> you'll be jonesing. But then you'll be away for a Friday night and you won't be able to play Nick. And Nick will probably blame me. He'll hate you for that, won't he? He will. He'll hate me. <laughs> or he'll be overjoyed that he doesn't have to put up with you <laughs> till three in the morning. He gets bored of... Uh... Winning all the time? Yeah. Yeah, see, when I play Spoons, I don't get bored of winning all the time. <laughs> Mainly for the look on Spoons' face. All right, I suppose we've got to go. As yeah, well, that was another uh, meandering episode. Well, yeah, well, that's what they're... 12 quid, 12 quid, that's what the rule set is. What, for Iron Cross? Yeah. You know, I might buy it just to read it, to be honest. I'm never going to... I'm honestly never going to play it, because it, it does not appeal to me, but... You know I like rule systems. Um, no ranges. No ranges. No hand-to-hand. Amazing. Yeah. Seen, seen that before, though. Yeah, so have I. Um, right. Go to park. Go. Right. Who Thank have you. you. Been, who have you been? I've been Conrad. Oh, and I've been Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com. <laughs>